the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, they're calling it a black summer for the tourism sector globally. And to date, our resident environmentalist has been somewhat happy because it has given a chance for nature to claim the space. And we all know the evils of aviation. Uh, however, now that her own summer holiday plans in Inishbofin have been scuffered, uh, scuppered by travel restrictions, she may have a different uh, angle on it. So, how to turn a black summer into a green one? Cara Gustenberg, welcome. First of all, tell us some of the restrictions on the travel and tourism sector. Yeah, I mean, globally, it's looking like a complete disaster. The United Nations is saying that tourism is the worst affected of all economic sectors related to uh, COVID-19. They're talking about losses of between 850 million to 1.1 billion international tourists, putting 100 to 120 million jobs at risk. And and already in March, we've seen a 57% decline in international tourist arrivals uh, this year compared to the same time last year. So, I mean, I thought that that IATA, in fairness, were not actually the problem here because when it came to the taking out of the middle seat of the aisle in planes, they said, no, no, that isn't necessary and the socially distancing two metres wasn't necessary once you had masks and so on. Is it really the national governments and the quarantine are the real problem? It seems to be. I mean, every country has different restrictions. And and so far, it's looking like Ireland is is one of the tougher ones in that we're not completely opening up to international travel, uh, allegedly, until August. So other countries, uh, particularly in Europe, where tourism is really, really important, um, they're they're saying they need to open up in July because because it's so important to their economy. And and even the European Commission themselves are so worried about the tourism sector. It accounts for 10% of GDP across Europe and 12% of jobs that they last week came up with a roadmap to try and encourage all EU member states to to synchronize their openings a bit better to to help the tourism sector have some kind of summer summer season. Right. And and are there global figures on the losses? Uh, the, yeah, the job losses globally, they're saying, could be up to 100 to 120 million jobs at risk. Um, I think in places like Spain and Italy and Greece, tourism is even more important. But unfortunately, those are also countries that have been very badly hit by the coronavirus. So, uh, you know, there's a there's a trade-off between opening your doors to tourists and boosting the economy and, and the impact it may have on, on public health. Yeah, so, so even if they are opened up again, the demand will be well down because, you know, We've been inundated with people saying, you know, their 70-year-old parents have booked a holiday to Crete and to various sunspots in Spain and they don't want to go on it. And they're hoping that the airline cancels so that they'll get their refund. So even if the regulations uh, lift, the demand certainly won't be the same. So tell, tell us about Ireland and tourism because it has been a huge growth sector over the last decade. Yeah, we had nine and a half million overseas tourists last year who spent 5.2 billion on holidays in the country. And we have phenomenal targets for that up to uh, 11.6 million by 2025 and a 40% growth projected by 2030. Uh, All of that, of course, means more flying, which makes people like me not too happy. But um, Brexit had a negative effect last year that we lost some tourists. Tourism fell by about 1.1%. But overall, they thought this would be a 
growth industry. And unfortunately, with the current travel restrictions and the fact that that this could remain, Minister Simon Harris is saying that this kind of self-isolation requirement uh, could remain in place for the entire year. That means anyone who flies into Ireland would be expected to self-isolate for 14 days, not really how you'd plan on spending your holidays. So that could have a, a huge effect on tourists coming into Ireland. But, but Ryanair, we had the chief executive on the show last night. I mean, he was saying that from the 1st of July, they're back in business. Yeah, I, I'm confused by that statement. I mean, uh, the, the government is saying that July 20th will have reopening of, of hostels and hotels and caravan parks, but they won't be able to open their their bars and their restaurants, uh, and we won't f- see full lifting of those restrictions until the 10th of August. So I'm not really sure why people would want to come here for sure. And uh, and even if you look at some of the flying, I mean, I recently saw a tweet of someone who flew from uh, from Paris to uh, one of the Asian countries, and and they then had to sit in a testing facility for eight hours once they got off the airplane to wait to take a test before they were allowed to be admitted into the country. Uh, Who wants to do that for their holiday, really? So I I think we're going to see a profound uh, curtailment of of flying for summer holidays this year. Yeah, there's also another impact on, on, totally aside from tourism, which is, uh, uh, you know, the events like weddings and so on that Irish people with a staycation had planned to have. And, And there's not a lot of clarity on that. A lot of people are, you know, sort of up to the end of July still cancelling. But after that, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, we, we can say that, you know, tourism has a generally really poor impact on the environment related to flying and this kind of international travel, but we want to encourage staycations for sure. And uh, even now, when you look at the restrictions, even the, the simple staycations we may have had, things like me going to Inishbofin for my two weeks a year, which I kind of live for every year, uh, they're, they're put on the back burner too. Okay, now, I, I feel this is crocodile tears for, from you. Like, I actually feel real empathy with the tourism sector. But you, you, you have been on week in, week out. You want to close down every cruise ship. Your 14% of uh, all emissions come from aviation. You've actually taken a vow of banning yourself. I mean, this is crocodile tears coming from you, Cara. No, I'm I'm gutted for places, particularly like Inishbofin, who I know that that people are so dependent on, on uh, tourism in the summer season for their whole year's income, really. Um, but but I'm also watching these sectors, the tourism sector in particular, using this time to step back and reimagine how they can d- design their their industry more sustainably. Because the fact is that it wasn't sustainable. Uh, even if you take away the the flying issue, there are so many impacts on. On the environment from tourists, uh, including in our little staycations. So it's a real opportunity for everybody in that in that business. Well, other than a few slag, uh, nesting birds and slugs, I mean, like, what? How how do you propose to reimagine green tourism? Uh, well, the first thing is, I would say it's a it's a great time to look at ecotourism and and digital tourism think tank, which has over 500 global members, um, lots of different tourist boards around the world are really their members are really looking into this. How can they apply ecotourism philosophy to their tourism? And we saw this most prominently in Costa Rica in the 80s. They've become the pioneer of ecotourism. It's had tremendous benefits to them in terms of employment, uh, even growing their coffee market because it's created an indigenous coffee market. When tourists come to Costa Rica, they want Costa Rican coffee. Uh, So so there's all these knock-on benefits to looking at things from an ecotourism perspective. And I think now is the time to be looking at that. But what's the detail? 
you know, how how do you? I mean, are, like we can't all go around in sandals and corduroy trousers. I mean, like what 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 is it that it makes an ecotourism holiday? Yeah, I mean, it's defined as being it's responsible travel, usually to natural areas where they make an effort to conserve the environment and sustain the well-being of, of local people. Uh, there's always a, an element of education to it. And we have so many places in Ireland where this could be applied. So, you know, it's it's not about uh, taking a, a bus from Dublin to the Cliffs of Moher, uh, taking a picture and getting back in the bus and going back to Dublin. Um, it's about spending your money in the local economy, getting to know the local people, uh, staying longer in one area, um, all of those have knock-on effects uh, to lots of things, not just the environment, but but also to the, the local culture and the, the people in that area. So there has been a movement. There is a good Sustainable Tourism Ireland um, is, a, is a great organization which has been promoting this, uh, offering certification programs. And in fact, I was just looking at their website yesterday and I noticed that their first two online courses, which are an introduction to sustainable tourism and sustainability management are are on there and they're free of charge for anyone to take. So if you're in the tourism sector, uh, now is a good time to maybe take an online course and get your head around some of those issues. And who's this Anna Pollock? Yeah, Anna Pollock spoke at the the first uh, Sustainable Tourism Ireland conference in Croke Park last year, and and she's kind of a visionary in the tourist sector. She created this idea of conscious travel, and she's been saying for decades that the tourism sector in its current form is unsustainable, that it's not just about maximizing the number of people to an area. And we see this a lot in places uh, like in Northern Ireland, um, where where we see just an overcrowding of, of some of these really historic, the UNESCO, UNESCO sites uh, where the local communities are getting really annoyed with all the traffic and congestion. Um, so that system isn't working anymore. And, and looking at this more as an opportunity for local places and people to flourish uh, is a new way of envisioning tourism. And, and that is part of the ecotourism philosophy. So for 2020, with international travel being put on, on some sort of ice uh, although Leo is saying he's hoping it'll be back by August. Is it all walking and cycling? Uh, I think for, for those of us that are the individuals who are trying to figure out what we're going to do about our summer breaks, and I think a summer break is important if you if you can afford to take a, a week or two off of, of work and, and get away from it all. We're definitely looking at enforced staycations here. Um, so that's being spending time either just in the country or at home if we can't travel more than 20 kilometers. Um, and the leave no trace rule always applies. Uh, walking and cycling are, are options. But then there's other ways of taking a break, maybe by doing an online course or uh, enrolling in online events. Or what I, I really like what Inish Boffin is doing right now is they're taking the time where they don't have tourists to, to do volunteering. So they've created an Inishboffin work fund on GoFundMe. They've raised over 7,000 euro from people like me who aren't getting to go there, but would love to see them uh, doing something with their time to, to make the place even better when we do go back. Uh, and so taking that time to do local cleanups and local volunteering is, is a great way to take a break and give back to. All right, there you have it, Dr. Cara Gustenberg, bringing us down to earth, saying it is an opportunity to reinvent Irish tourism, to use this downtime to see how you can make your holiday uh, offering uh, more environmentally friendly. They say necessity is the mother of invention and perhaps some good will, will come of this. 
not entirely convince myself. But Dr. Cara Gustenberg, I'm sure you'll be back in Inishboffin before too long. Let's hope so. Thank you for joining us as always. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.